Welcome to day 171 of Shaped by the Word. And if you were with us a couple of days ago, uh, we're reaching the point that uh, Katie has been anticipating. We'll be talking today about the full armor of God. So, Katie, I know you're excited and ready to uh, jump in. Um, by the way, I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Matt Kresge. And as if you hadn't already guessed, Katie Kresge is also here, here with us as, as a part of it. She's wearing the armor of God. Yeah, we, hope, we hope she's wearing the armor of God and the... <laughs> I was about to make a joke about us needing armor as well, but, but anyway, Katie. If you're not careful, you Katie, might Katie, why some. don't you uh, yeah. offer us and offer this moment to the Lord Sounds before great. we dig in. Okay. Father, thank you for this, um, these few moments that we have together, and um, for the people who are listening or watching, Lord, that the fact that you meet us where we're at, and... Um, Lord, as we open up your word and, and read it together and talk about it, would you um, be at work in all of our hearts? And um, would you just remind us of what we need to be reminded of? You know our hearts. You know what we need to hear. So would you speak to us, God? And thank you for the gospel. Thank you for what it means for us. And um, we're just so thankful for who you are. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we come into chapter six, we uh, come to the second half of the household code. And uh, the interesting thing about the household codes in scripture is uh, you'll find part of these codes in, in a lot of common Roman writings. You know, they say, um, you know, wives submit to your husbands, you know, which, which is big. Children obey your parents. I mean, um, slaves obey your earthly masters. What Paul does is he takes the order of the day and he supersedes it. He goes well beyond it uh, by bringing Christ in. So it's not just mm-hmm. a matter of you know wives submitting to your husbands. It's, it's a matter, a greater matter of husbands sacrificing yourself for the sake of your wife, just as Christ sacrificed himself, you know, for the sake of the church. And he also moves, you know, deeper. It's not just a matter of children obeying their parents, but parents raising their kids in a way that they're not, I love this word, and they're exasperated, mm-hmm. uh, that we, we nurture them and that we mold them in a way that is deeply beneficial, you know, to them. And it's not just a matter of slaves, you know, find your place and, and be obedient, mm-hmm. but masters have a deep con- you know, concern for your slaves I- as well and realize that you too are slaves, mm-hmm. that you belong to another and uh, treat them as the one that you belong to has treated you. So you have the revolution of, of society by a people who are living out the order of their society but are superseding it with the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And people looking from the outside in would notice the second half of all of these codes. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not just a submissive wife. This is a loving husband. This is not just, you know, uh, obedient children but these are parents that are deeply vested in their children and this is not a person who treats his slaves like property he treats them you know as as partners and as and as decent human beings and so it's a deep call for us to uh, live in society in a way that is completely different Mm -hmm. Um, so we begin in uh, chapter 6 verse 1 children obey your parents in the lord for this is right Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only when 
to win their favor when their eyes own you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free, and masters treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, Katie, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you'll also know how I am and how I am and what I am doing. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that we may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Christ with an undying love. It's a good book, good letter. It is a good letter, and of course it is, you know, it is a, a good end as we've already talked about how deeply you know, parents should be vested in their kids and how deeply masters should be vested in their, their slaves and how slaves should look above their circumstances and realize that God sees them in the middle of their circumstances and, and will reward them for their character enduring mm-hmm. you know, in, in those circumstances as well. And, and he shows no favoritism. Uh, I love the way that he, he brings that to an end. I realize that you both have the, the same master. And it's not a matter of them working for you. It's a matter of both of you working for the Lord. And, of course, what a beautiful you know, call. I'm probably hogging the airtime here. <laughs> uh, let okay. Matt jump in for uh, the theology he couldn't do last time we met together because Katie wanted to jump to the armor of God. Uh, <laughs> but the whole idea, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. I'm so entertained about uh, uh, Katie and, and the armor of God. Uh, anyway, Matt, why don't you go ahead and do some theology? Yeah. <laughs> I was just hoping that Katie would show up to this podcast in, in with, armor, yes. with the actual armor. It's spiritual um, armor. You just can't see it. Yeah. yeah I, I love, you know, th- thinking about the household codes and, and, you know, we're jumping into uh, children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And, and I think every parent, you know, hears that and says, oh, yes, amen. You know, especially I, I think this last year in a lot of ways has been trying for a lot of people, you know, just with yeah. having to – you know, figure out how to get parents your kids. have been locked in the same house exactly. for an extended period of time yeah. with their kids. Get them on Zoom calls uh, and classes yeah, and teaching. And it's and, crazy, you know, and, and to think, okay, yeah, they they need to obey, you know, and and then to move, you know, to this. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. You know, even I think we've seen it even maybe this last you know week with 
kind of the you know being stuck at home and the ice and and our kids just seem seemingly almost driving us crazy at times yeah i know katie katie felt that not me but um yeah just to almost justify this are we saying katie didn't have her armor on (laughs) she did not yeah we kept telling her get your armor on Um, so messed up you know but to, to almost feel like we can justify, you know, if they would just obey, you know, mm-hmm. then that wouldn't exasperate yeah. them. And, and yet to, it's to miss the call. You know, Paul is calling, you know, fathers and, and mothers, do not exasperate your children, you know, but instead yeah. bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. No. You know, so don't justify your sin. And, and of course, if we go back to chapter four, where we made the turn into the practical, it started off with be completely humble and gentle, patient with another, bearing with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that not only applies to our peers, it also applies, you know, to our kids and, and maybe more especially mm-hmm. to our kids yeah. or, or at home where the relationships are going to be more contained and more intense and uh, we are going to, you know, see the worst of each other. And as we're seeing the worst of each other, the call of the gospel is to bring out, mm-hmm. you know, the best in each other. I just think and, 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 of course, the opposite of you know, do not exasperate them is bring them up in the yeah. in the fear and the training of the Lord. Yeah, build them up. Yeah, I just think it's beautiful that he, in each of these three sections, he speaks first to the one that needs to submit, but then he follows it by speaking to the one they need to submit yeah, to. It's a reversal, and it is it is an accountability. It is it's a chance um, for everyone to be spoken to and, and held accountable, but also called to love, called to lay yourself down just as yeah. Christ laid himself yeah. down for I, the church. I'm pretty sure in most of the household codes, if I remember this correctly, you always move from the greater to the lesser. You know, you, you don't begin with the children. You start with the fathers. You know, you start with kind of the head of the house. And, and really, I don't even know if children were addressed that much. Um, many times, of course, it depends on the form of the code, but most of the time it just highlighted the privilege of those in power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, highlighted the privilege of a husband, highlighted the privilege of a parent, and highlighted the privilege of a, of a slave owner. And this reverses it yep. because it talks about the responsibility of a husband, the responsibility of a parent, and the responsibility of a slave owner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, what it calls us, you know, slaves to right in the middle, you know, serve wholeheartedly if you were serving the Lord and not people look beyond your common task to your extraordinary task mm-hmm. of doing everything you do for the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. which lifts every one of these positions, whether it is you know, a position that for those in power, it humbles them, and for those who are, are not in power, it empowers them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and so there is a great reversal. And, d- and gives codes. them d- dignity and, I don't know, value in yeah. some ways, too. I think we should move to the final greeting so that Katie doesn't get to talk about the armor of God. <laughs> no, I've, I've been waiting for this, you know, for a couple of days now. Uh, so, so, Katie. Yeah. Tell us everything we need to know about the armor. Y'all are so mean. You're you going to look song? back at these. You have a song, you have a song about this, You're totally you? going to regret how you much you made fun of me. But this is I true. will we, say. We will, we will answer before the judgment seat of Christ. It's true. For, for this it's podcast. True. I'll pray for you. In, in particular. Anyway. This is wholesome talk. I, I love the armor of God, and y'all are going to feel so bad. But my grandmother, <laughs> my late grandmother, okay. Oh, she, we, we, yeah, we I told pulled you. the late grandmother I told card. you. Yeah. She, she was huge on this and um she she prayed the armor of god over her children her grandchildren Mm -hmm. and um and so this is you know a really big deal to me it's it's something that i deeply care for and i think that um i think the his reminder paul's reminder about the this um the things that are going on 
that aren't necessarily right in front of us physically um, that we have to remember. And especially when there's such um, disunity with politics and with this and that, um, with COVID and masks and, and whatever it is, um, for us to remember what forces are at work yeah. and who the real enemy is and what he's trying to do. And so, yeah, I think that the, having the armor of God is is deeply important. And, and where our real focus should be, because when we're talking about the armor of God, we're talking about uh, gifts that God has given us. So uh, when, when you begin, you know, after doing everything you can to stand, stand firm through, with the belt of truth mm-hmm. uh, that we have in the gospel, you know, the truth that transcends all truth or the truth that uh, brings to light every other truth and shatters every other, you know, falsehood. Mm-hmm. And, and then the breastplate of righteousness, of course, I guess that's what you would want to have if you go into battle today, you know, the body armor that you would wear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, would be a bulletproof vest mm-hmm. protecting your vital organs. Uh, but the righteousness that, that that God has given you, not your righteousness, mm-hmm. right. that would be a shabby piece of armor. That would be like you know, if you're standing in your paper. own right, you know, righteousness, yeah. with uh, your feet firmly grounded in the gospel, uh, you know, the very place that you stand. Uh, we're recording this the week after. I mean, we're recording this in, in the, the week. Tail end. Th- yeah, the tail end of a snowmageddon kind of thing. So we just made our way. <laughs> into work for the first time this week and of course our, our feet are slipping a lot and our cars slip around a little bit as we made our made our way here the one thing that keeps us you know from slipping is we're firmly grounded you know in the gospel and uh then you have to like you know the, the shield that our faith is which the fiery darts mm-hmm. uh where you know scripture talks about the accusations of the enemy the things that he would whisper in our ear to undermine the grace you know that we have uh, in, in Christ, and, and then of course the sword of the spirit, the, the offensive you know weapon, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, and a, is the word of God. Mm-hmm. You have to love too. All those things are things that have been given to us. You know, yeah. Like you said, these, it's these not righteousness. That's yeah. like, you know, hey, here's my here's my breastplate. Mm-hmm. Let me bring something along. These are all things that God has given us, and even so much to go on. You know, and pray in the spirit. You know, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep be, and always keep on praying for the Lord's people you know that, that even even the, the gift of prayer has been given yeah. to us you know to combat those things because you're right like the real enemy you know it is not those things that are seemingly you know seems to be the enemy or there's something far greater at work and mm-hmm. and it's easy to fixate on those things and, and really I think when we begin to fixate the, on those things, we, we stop praying in mm-hmm. a lot of times. You know, we just grumble mm-hmm. or we yeah. grow frustrated. And, and, of course, that's probably the measure of whether we are self-sufficient or Christ-sufficient yeah. is mm-hmm. our prayer life. Mm-hmm. If we are self-sufficient, we, we don't see a need to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all mm-hmm. kinds of prayer and request. Uh, if we are Christ-sufficient you know, or we find our sufficiency in Christ or Christ-dependent, uh, the need uh, to involve him in every detail of our life becomes mm-hmm. more and more, you know, more and more real. That's mm, true. So it is a it is a beautiful moment. Yeah. And you have the love too. I mean, you're thinking through prayers like I love hearing Paul. You know, ask these believers. He did it in uh, Colossians, does it in Ephesians, and other places. You know, hey, remember me in your prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, because for for Paul, you know, prayer wasn't just something like that Christians did before they ate, you know, a mm-hmm. meal. And, and that was it, and they kind of move on. For, for Paul, he says, you know, pray for me also whenever I speak, the words may be given to me that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And then he says, pray that I may declare it, you know, fearlessly as I should. Yeah. He, he knows that 
that the, the saints' prayers, you know, work. That, that God hears those prayers and, and moves and acts. Yeah. You know, in in some way, you know, he he. It's not that prayer changes God, those sort of things, but but God delights to answer the prayers of His people, mm-hmm. and and when we pray in accordance with God's will, He He moves. And so Paul says, "Yeah, pray for me that I may declare the gospel fearlessly." And Paul seems to be a pretty fearless guy. Yeah, yet he still needs prayer. Mm, we pray, would you know, naturally think, Paul, you, you really don't need that. To, you know, somebody this. needs to pull you back, <laughs> yeah. you know, just a little bit. But he said, you know, I, I really am quite timid. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Corinthians, you know, said he was timid. He said, yeah, I was there in fear and trembling, but uh, by God's spirit and by God's power, I demonstrated the gospel, and I need to do that every every day. And, and of course, you know. When we read through Ephesians, or saying, you know, that the prayer is far more than something you do, you know, at the beginning of a meal, uh, you read Paul's prayers in Ephesians, and you realize how deep and how high, you know, his desire for the church is, and his desire for personal holiness mm-hmm. is, and for the ability to complete his, his mission. Mm-hmm. And so it ends nicely, you know, in verse 24, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love, mm-hmm. Father, may we by the power of your spirit, have our affections stirred that we always love you with an undying love. Amen. Amen.